That's right, friends. I am officially back from my one-week ban on YouTube. If you were wondering where I was, YouTube decided to take down both my episodes of Rapid Fire. But luckily for us, my suspension was up just in time for me to expose the horrors of Democrat-run Philadelphia and how this city is using taxpayer dollars to fund drug addiction. If you haven't yet, check out my latest piece on the free needle exchange program in Philadelphia. Link is down below. I ended up getting attacked by a crackhead and was doused in pee, but enough about that. So much has happened since I've been gone including Elon Musk taking over Twitter and completely exposing them for working with the government to suppress our free speech by allowing the DHS to decide what disinformation was, specifically when it came to information that made our government look bad. Oh, they also had a uh, United Nations Human Rights Council dictating our speech. On top of that, Paul Pelosi, husband of Nancy Pelosi, was attacked with a hammer by a nudist activist from Berkeley, and there were so many discrepancies in this story, and everyone also started speculating that um, this was Paul's gay lover, that it has since been completely dropped by the mainstream media. Hmm. I wonder why nobody believes them anymore. Anyway, that same media is currently going into a frenzy as they try to run damage control for the Democratic Party, who is currently facing a reckoning as angry Americans nationwide call out their destruction and lawlessness. With the midterm elections a mere hours away, I can feel the energy shifting as free speech is allowed on Twitter, Democrats are being exposed, and the media tries to figure out how to keep their power over the same people now awake to their lies. I mean, let's not forget what MSNBC was already admitting to back in in 2017. The dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that is the that is if our you- job. That is our job. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Excited to be back with my beautiful audience just one day before midterm elections. Now, before we get into all of this groundbreaking news, please remember that this show is sponsored and supported by you guys. And the best way to do that is by one, going to my subscribe star. Now, I post a lot of behind the scenes footage on here. I let you guys know what trips I'm headed to beforehand. You have access to direct messaging with me. And also you can find the links to research for this show uh, on this platform. I do provide the research links for free for everybody. So uh, go to my subscribe star to check that out. Link is down below. or. The other way you can support the show, this one is one of my personal favorites because you get an incredible American-made product while supporting this show, is by going to oldcountrysoap.com and using coupon code SAV, S-A-V, for 20% off your order. Now, this is one of my favorite products, and it is one that I use every single day. Honestly, I hate traveling now because my Old Country Soap is here at home, and this product, when I tell you, is incredible, right? It has tallow. It has the bentonite clay. We have Christmas coming up. Not sure what to get mom and dad. Uh, Soap is actually a really dope present. Uh, When I first got my box of soap, I was like, all right, it's soap, whatever. I used it for the first time and I was like, the lather is incredible. It's making my skin glow. The ingredients are stellar. And on top of that, it's an American business, right? This is a soap that is made on a farm in South Dakota, Amish made, chemical free, beautiful product. I highly recommend you all try it out. Again, I do not promote anything to you that I don't use myself every single day. And Old Country Soap is a product that I absolutely adore. So check out oldcountrysoap.com. That's old spelled O-L-D-E. Countrysoap.com. Use coupon code SAV, S-A-V, for 20% off of your order. All right, now buckle up, buckaroos, because we're about to ride this red wave. Now, the media is going into an absolute frenzy right now because we are about to take over. When I tell you the red wave is so strong that we are even going to have a blood red moon, okay? A blood red eclipse tomorrow night. Even the moon is voting red because of how horrific the Democrats have been to this country, how horrific Democrat leadership has been when instituted in real life. The reason I went to Philadelphia this past week was because I was like, hey, I want to go to another beautiful progressive Democrat-run city and really highlight the uh, taxpayer-funded policies that are, uh, you know, creating a lot of the problems in these cities. Again, I ended up getting attacked. I got pee thrown on me. I almost got snatched up. It was a whole entire thing. Go check out my latest video on Philadelphia. But the reason I did this is because Pennsylvania is a battleground state ahead of the midterms, okay? We have Dr. Oz running over there. We have uh, Mastriano running in uh Pennsylvania. We got a lot of very important races, battleground state. And I wanted to go and really highlight the realities of what 
not only Philadelphia will continue to look like, but what the entirety of America could look like if we allow Democrats to take over. Now, the media cannot stand this, right? The media hates it when we think for ourselves. I played you that clip at the beginning of the show of Mika Brzezinski on MSNBC that was back in 2017 regarding Donald Trump, basically her saying, well, like Donald Trump can like help people think for themselves, but that's kind of like our job. We're supposed to tell people what to think. We are seeing the exact same rhetoric come out of the media right now because they are completely losing control of the narrative ahead of November 8th, which again is tomorrow. I'm very excited about this. They're losing control of the narrative. They don't know how to make excuses for the rampant crime, the inflation rates. They, they don't know what to do. So what they have been deduced down to is basically calling everybody idiots and saying that, um, we're only concerned about inflation, crime rates, gas prices, the utter state of our entire country because Republicans listen to Joy Reid talk about inflation rates and why everybody's talking about them. The people I ever heard hear use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the, com the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Yeah. Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. They've been taught this word and they, they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote, the, the, you know, the reasons they really want to vote. Okay, so per Joy Reid, the only reason inflation is at the forefront of everybody's mind and is one of the top issues in the polls right now is because it was just like a word that we were taught on on online, like, you know, probably through Twitter, the platform that Elon Musk is taking over and now spreading disinformation from. It's not because we're feeling the direct effects of inflation. It's not because, uh, you know, we're seeing petite people gear up to lose their jobs because of the inflation rates. I will also be going through a plethora of articles on how inflation rates are directly affecting the American people. But per MSNBC, the only reason you're worried about inflation is because Republicans said it enough times that you just started repeating the narrative, uh, not because you're actually dealing with, um, you know, the direct effect of this bad economy and inflation rates. So that's MSNBC NBC trying to cope, right? Now, let's go ahead and look at another aspect of this right now. Elon Musk did officially take over Twitter. It was a beautiful freaking moment, my guys. Beautiful moment. And one of the best <sighs> moments for me in a while was watching him immediately fire the corrupt executives that were directly responsible with censoring independent journalists myself, with censoring the Hunter Biden story in 2020, with censoring Donald Trump and kicking him off of the platform, uh, Vijaya Gaday and uh, the CEO, uh, Agrawal, Parag Agrawal, apologies if I'm butchering his name there. He immediately fired these people directly responsible for censorship. He said, get out of here. And now he's saying things like Twitter needs to become by far the most accurate source of information about the world. That's our mission. And of course, the mainstream media blue check marks cannot stand it because Elon said, hey, guess what? You want a blue check mark? Give me $8, my dude. And we're, we're good. We're good, right? So Elon says this and the Liberal media cannot stand it. They cannot stand that the average Joe is allowed to have the status symbol that they were rewarded uh, by their good work spreading propaganda on behalf of the Biden administration. So you have uh, Kyle Grantham here, who's a digital media manager, okay? Very important. He says, and to do this, I'll let anyone to give me money appear to be a legitimate source of news rather than just ensuring all legitimate sources of news are confirmed to be who they say they are. So this is the media trying to cope Elon responds saying, you represent the problem. Journalists who think they are the only source of legitimate information. That's the big lie. And then we have Chris D. Jackson here, uh, another media member here, a hashtag Team Joe member. Oh, I apologize. He's not in the media. He's a, a local elected official, uh, which, you know, at, at this point, politicians, media members, what's the difference? They all lie to us for a living. Uh, Chris D. Jackson comes in and says, so basically Elon thinks Bubba's opinion is just as valid as a credentialed journalist. So the reason I'm bringing this up to you is because this is what the left wing thinks of you, okay? This is what the blue check marks on Twitter think of you. They think that you're uh, this incoherent, just 
idiot person. You're you're the uh, trailer trash bubba who's allowed to buy a verified blue check mark. You're incompetent. You're you're you have an inability to think for yourself, and you need the blue check mark to think for you. But now you can buy one. What? We, the media is not going to have as much control over the narrative, and anyone can just you know share their own thoughts and opinions. Disgusting. We cannot have real free speech in the you know, modern day public square, which is Twitter. Remember, I was deleted off of Twitter three times for breaking national news. But guess what? It wasn't the national news that the blue mark check people on Twitter would have reported on, aka it was the real news. Uh, so I was deleted for that. So when Elon Musk comes forward and calls out these lying journalists as, you know, exactly what they are, these hypocrites who say, oh, we're the only legitimate source of news, by the way, we lie to you all the time. I'm going to get into one of the biggest stories to come out of this past week, which just perfectly encapsulates why nobody believes in the media anymore. But before we get to that, um, one more tweet here. Now, Crime rates are at the forefront um, for every American nationwide because crime has risen exponentially. We are seeing that we've we've had record high homicide rates in specifically Democrat run cities. And no, I'm not trying to make this a political issue. Like, go look at these cities with the highest uh, crime rates and homicide rates and then look at their leadership. They're Democrats every single time. You have Hillary Clinton trying to come up and say, well, technically, it's these states that are run by Republicans that have the highest crime rate. And that's a fact. And it's like, OK. So uh, let's go ahead and, and talk about how Hillary Clinton is altering those statistics, right? So let's say here in Texas, right, we have a Republican governor. Look at every city here in Texas. They're run, every major city here in Texas is run by Democrats. Austin, Houston, Dallas, El Paso, they're all run by Democrats, okay? So our governor does not have full say on what happens in each individual city. And so if you look at the crime rates of a lot of these cities, again, nationwide, run by Democrats, they have the highest crime rates. So we have... Uh, Mona Charon, who is a syndicated columnist, she's another blue check mark. So, of course, we have to believe everything that she says because she's legitimate. We are not. We're incompetent trailer trash. So she says, other than murder, violent crime is not up. Did you know that violent crime is a key midterm voting issue? But what does the data say? It says that that crime really isn't up. It's like, <laughs> OK, Mona. So per, you know, this legitimate journalist, um, Crime really isn't that bad. Like the only crime that's up is your family members and your your beloved brother or sister being violently murdered and taken away from you forever, guys. It's really not that bad. Like relax. So that's our media, right? And um, this is why nobody trusts the media. So I'm a little bit late to the game, a little late to the party because my self got censored last week. But uh, so we're, we're still going to do a quick recap of why nobody trusts the media. And we are going to use good old Paul Pelosi, the um, drunk driving husband of Nancy Pelosi as an example for that. So apparently this crazed, um, what the media described as a QAnon Republican broke into Paul Pelosi's house in the middle of the night and bludgeoned him with a hammer. So of course, the media immediately tried to say that he was a right wing extremist. Uh, but if you guys have not been keeping up with this story, just a quick recap here uh, from Greg Price, who I feel like really, you know, narrated it down into one tweet beautifully. So a guy in his underwear who was once involved in a nudist wedding broke into Pelosi's house with a hammer. Police arrived after being called in a well-being check at 2 a.m., walked in to find them struggling over the hammer, watched him assault Paul Pelosi, and arrested him. A guy in his underwear with a hammer managed to break into the home of the person third in line to the presidency, and police happened to arrive right as he assaulted Paul Pelosi after being called in a 2 a.m. wellness check. Now, this story gets even weirder, too, because then the media reported that a third person opened the door for the police, and then they backtracked on it. And then also, um, the San Francisco Police Department said they're not releasing any body cam footage or any uh, records about what happened regarding this assault. So it just keeps getting weirder and weirder, right? And so, of course, we had the New York Times coming forward and being like, look, Elon Musk is trying to... Um, post baseless allegations about the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband. The tweet on Sunday raised questions about how or if Musk will combat misinformation and hate speech on the platform. And um, apparently he shared a link for a um, 
publication known to publish false news. And it was hilarious because Elon actually responded to the New York Times directly and was like, what are you talking about? I didn't post a link to the New York Times, which was just chef's kiss, a beautiful own. Uh, but then we have John Hawkins here uh, again, just kind of bringing it back home, saying your story is to Pape, That was Pelosi's attacker was a nudist hippie right wing killer from Berkeley who snuck past neighborhood security and the other person in the house in his underwear to attack Paul Pelosi because of GOP criticism of his wife. And you are worried about misinformation from Musk. Really? And, and again, too, the entire media was trying to say that this left wing extremist was a Republican and they were trying to pin the Pelosi attack on the GOP and Republican rhetoric and criticisms of the Democratic Party. This was the home of the suspect, my guys. All right. So this is his compound. You have a gay weed flag, a gay weed American flag flying outside of the home. And then in the window, you have a uh, Black Lives Matter sign. Yes. That's the hallmark of every Republican, a gay weed American flag coupled with a Black Lives Matter sign. Mm -hmm. So NBC actually did a segment on this. I don't have time to play the segment. I do have it. I'll play it next show. Uh, we have a lot to get to today. So uh, I will link the segment down below so you can watch it for yourself. But basically, N NBC did a segment saying that Paul Pelosi opened the door for the police, did not flee or declare an emergency, walked to the attacker, back into his home, and then was attacked. And then NBC took the segment down because they said it did not meet their news reporting standards. So NBC basically put out a piece countering, um, I guess, the narrative that was being put out that it was the GOP's fault that Paul Pelosi was attacked. There were so many holes and discrepancies in this story. Like I said, everyone online was like, yeah, I think that was Paul Pelosi's gay lover. And then the entire media was like, okay, we're done with this. Everybody stop talking about it. Please, God, delete the, delete the segment, delete it. We're done with it. No, no stop talking about Paul Pelosi. Everyone just stop. So I just had to bring that up because and if you're a podcast listener here, I am playing a video on screen of a bunch of elderly people at a casino just sitting there pressing buttons rapidly. They're just sitting there. They look like they're just in a different universe pressing these buttons. And I feel like this perfectly encapsulates what our media and what our politicians want us to turn into. They don't want us thinking for ourselves. They want us to be these subservient people that are staring at our screens all day and just listening to the next greatest thing. Oh, okay, we love Ukraine now. Put the Ukraine flag in bio. Oh, okay, we love Black Lives again. Uh, post the Black Square. Oh, okay, Paul Pelosi was attacked because uh, GOP is evil. Okay, uh, that's the new narrative now. Oh, uh, inflation, we're only concerned about it because we were taught the word inflation by Republicans. Okay. So this is a perfect example of what Democratic politicians genuinely want the people turning into these just like brainless zombies who will just sit there and like, yes, I agree. I watch screen. They tell me what to say. I believe what I say and I hear. And I don't think for myself, I vote Democrat because Democrats are not racist, but Republicans are racist and they are Nazis. Yes. So had to open up with with just again highlighting the media right now and the complete meltdown that they're going through and one of the reasons why as well is because they're being outright exposed okay not the mainstream media but big tech remember how years ago a certain man named alex jones was like hey i think that the government is most likely working in collusion with big tech to suppress our free speech and kind of hide uh, information that makes the government look bad and everybody was like yeah maybe that's happening maybe not whatever it's not that important uh, well after elon musk fired said executives um these documents and these emails started coming out so lee fang who was the intercept writer who basically wrote this piece about how uh twitter and facebook were working alongside the dhs to censor information that the government deemed bad and deemed disinformation which um yeah keep in mind uh, all of the things they've deemed as disinformation in the past like maybe the reason why we got into the vietnam war the truth about mk ultra uh you know the Tuskegee experiment where they were injecting black people with syphilis. I, I don't know. I, I'm just sure that if we were questioning those events in that time frame, that the DHS probably would have told us that we were conspiracy theorists for, you know, thinking anything of that. Anyway, 
So Lee Fang writes, the emails and documents show close collaboration with DHS and private sector regarding to Twitter's relationship with them. Uh, Twitter's Vajaya Gaday, fired by Elon Musk last week, met monthly with DHS to discuss censorship plans. Microsoft exec texted DHS, platforms have got to get comfortable with the government. It gets worse. So uh, the full piece from Intercept, again, titled Leaked Documents Outline DHS's Plan to Police Disinformation. Uh, the documents show Facebook and Twitter closely collaborating with Department of Homeland Security, FBI to police disinfo, uh, plans to expand censorship on topics like the withdrawal from Afghanistan, origins of COVID, info that undermines trust in financial institutions. So I would highly recommend that you all read this article, but again, because we have so much to get to, I'm just going to get to the key takeaways here. Uh, basically, even though the DHS shuttered its controversial disinformation governance board, a strategic document reveals the underlying work is ongoing. DHS plans to target inaccurate information on the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic and the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines, racial justice, U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the nature of U.S. support to Ukraine. <sighs> Facebook created a special portal for DHS and government partners to report disinformation directly. Now, there's a million things that I could say, but I already have a huge target on my back because YouTube does not like that our videos have been going pretty viral lately. And uh, again, they took down my last two episodes of Rapid Fire. So I'm going to let you guys speculate, make your own opinions on that one. Go read the article. And uh, I think we're all pretty smart here in this audience. So you guys know what my commentary on this would be. So we had Twitter working with the DHS trying to censor disinformation on certain topics. And uh, also, we had people, and this has happened previously, right? When politicians, they're, they're in an important race. Um, their Twitter accounts just get deleted. They get censored. They get silenced. This happened to uh, quite a few people. Most recently, Mark Fincham. Jenna Ellis tweets out that Arizona Secretary of State candidate Mark Fincham was suspended on Twitter. She tagged Elon Musk in this, actually. And Elon Musk responded saying he was looking into it. His account has since been reinstated. This is why the media is freaking out right now. This is why Democrats are freaking out right now, because they cannot silence their opposition anymore. Because when they have a candidate who has a platform and is allowed to reach people and actually, you know, directly talk to a mass audience, to their constituents, they can't silence that anymore. And they do not know what to do about it. So um, that's one of the reasons why they're freaking out. Now, let's get into the midterms. All right. This article came out uh about a week ago, it says Republicans head into final week with lead in seats. Voters feel things are out of control. CBS News Battleground Tracker poll. So that's how the average American is feeling like things are absolutely out of control. We also have this headline from Fox News reading days before midterms. Growing percentage of Americans view inflation as top issue of those surveyed more picked Republicans and Democrats as their pre preference to take control of the House and Senate. Again, voicing concerns about inflation more than any other issue. And this was uh, from a Quinnipiac University poll. It was over 2,000 Americans that were polled for this. And again, inflation at the forefront. Now, I wonder why that is. Because the Democrats really felt that campaigning on abortion and climate change was going to be their winning ticket items. They really thought that bringing out Obama and Hillary Clinton, even Bill Clinton, was really going to, to help them. Uh, they thought that using their Twitter platforms to kind of, uh, you know, alter stats and facts was going to help them. But it's not going so well. Uh, so first off, a quick update on um, our interest rates right now. Here is Fed Chair Jerome Powell giving us an update on those inflation rates. At some point, as I've said in the last two press conferences, uh, it will become appropriate to slow the pace of increases as we approach the level of interest rates that will be sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to our 2% goal. There is significant uncertainty around that level of interest rates. Even so, we still have some ways to go. And incoming data since our last meeting suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates will be higher than previously expected. So interest rates are going to be higher than previously expected. Also, we're at a 40-year high for inflation rates. Um, and per CNBC, as inflation is, uh, you know, one of the number one issues for Americans across the board, um, 
66% of American workers say they are worse off financially than a year ago due to ding, 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 inflation. But guess what, guys? Uh, the only reason you're actually worried about that is, again, because Republicans told you to be worried about it, not because you're worse off than you were a year ago, uh, per CNBC, as the cost of living keeps rising, more Americans are struggling financially. Now, two-thirds of adults say they are worse off than they were just one year ago, according to a recent report. Nearly one in three workers, including those earning more than $100,000, run out of money before payday. But it gets much worse, my friends, okay? Because if, the, you know, maybe you were uh, headed into retirement and you were excited for your social security checks, stuff like that. Uh, we have Bill Clinton, who was campaigning for a Democrat in uh, New York, uh, basically saying that, oh no, my camera's about to turn off. I'll fix it in a minute, guys. Basically, um, spreading disputed claims that the GOP wants to cut social security. Now, Joe Biden... <clears throat> in an attempt to, again, bolster up more votes, tweeted this out, or I guess his administration did, from the official White House Twitter account, says uh, that seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. Now, what the White House wasn't prepared for was a real-life fact check. Yes, we are actually seeing... Um, the White House being fact-checked in live time. And Twitter said, uh, seniors are actually receiving a larger Social Security benefit increase due to the annual cost of living adjustment, which is based on the ding, ding, ding inflation rate. Oh. So the White House got brutally fact-checked and then they deleted the tweet. They deleted it. And... Um, now we have watchdogs asking if the White House may have violated the law by deleting their fact-checked tweet. A watchdog group is calling for a federal investigation into a tweet that the White House deleted this week, arguing that the Biden administration may have violated the Presidential Records Acts. Protect the Public's Trust, a nonpartisan organization, argued that there are serious questions over whether presidential record-keeping protocols were properly followed before the White House on Wednesday deleted the widely mocked tweet taking credit for a boost in retirees' social security checks. So again, the Biden administration trying to lie on Twitter, they get fact-checked, and then they delete the tweet, which uh, may have violated the law. And that is how horribly they're doing in regards to the inflation rates right now, that they're just straight up having to lie at this point and just be like, okay, well... Uh, yeah, actually, bigger Social Security checks. Oh, that's because of the inflation rate. And you're actually going to like fact check our tweet and really expose us like that, Twitter? You're really going to do us like that? Okay, we're just going to delete this. Okay, we just violated the law. Oh, okay, it's fine. Clearly, our lies are not working anymore. Joy Reid, please help us. And then Joy Reid goes on the media and goes, the only reason you're worried about inflation is because like Republicans are telling you it's an issue, but it's not. Like, sure, your cost of living is higher. Sure, more than a third of U.S. small businesses couldn't pay their rent in October. But inflation is imaginary, my friends. So um, this is from Yahoo. Rent delinquency rates among U.S. small businesses increased significantly this month, a new report shows. About 37% of small businesses, which between them employ almost half of all Americans working in the private sector, were unable to pay their rent in full in October. Now, guys, this cannot have to do with inflation as well, right? Let's let's keep reading. Oh, Chuck Casto, head of research at Alignable, said that small business owners are resilient, but incomes are basically being eaten away by Inflationary pressures. Hmm. Interesting. Let's keep going. Uh, on top of the rising inflation rates and it being on the forefront for a multitude of people, which is why uh, our president is trying to pretend it's not happening, rising gas prices and our strategic oil reserves being drained is also kind of a big issue. Uh, per Disclose TV, new U.S. strategic petroleum reserve has been drained for the 60th consecutive week to its lowest level in nearly 40 years. This year's 33% decline is the largest on record. So, you know, guys, if inflation was bad, if the rising gas prices were bad, also just keep in mind that our strategic oil reserves, which are supposed to be used in a time of war, uh, you know, in times of natural disaster, in a legitimate emergency, are now at a 40-year low. <laughs> oh, man. Looks like America's doing great under Democratic leadership. Now, 
Let's take a peek at our midterm candidates. Let's take a peek as to why there is going to be a bloodbath tomorrow, politically speaking. Before we do take a peek at our candidates, though, I want to pay attention to the messaging that we're getting from the Democratic Party, from the left-wing media. AP News, for example, put out a tweet saying that we might not know the results of election night on election night. Again, because YouTube is very closely watching me, all I'll say in regards to that is, why have we always historically known election results on election night, and now we don't? It's really weird. But anyways, uh, here's Joe Biden just ushering this, this warning for us. We want Americans to vote. We want every American's voice to be heard. Now we have to move the process forward. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know that many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. That means in some cases, we won't know the winner of the election for a few days until a few days after the election. A few days after the election. We also have, uh, from the post-millennial, Fetterman's campaign issuing memos warning of delays in election results. John Fetterman, the Democratic candidate running for the Pennsylvania Senate, has sent out a memo warning that the election reporting process could be delayed by a while and to buckle up for a long week ahead. So a lot of those delays in uh, you know the process of counting those votes, very strange. We've never seen that before, but now apparently we need a couple days to count uh, votes. But, you know, that's not weird at all. Whatever. Uh, by the way, a lot of people have been pointing out these very interesting marks on the back of Joe Biden's hands. He's been campaigning. He's been in the media quite a bit this week because, of course, the midterms are coming up and the Democrats are flailing. Again, they even brought out Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris. They try to bring out Obama to campaign for the Democrats because that's how horribly they are failing right now. Uh, but many people trying to point out like, hey, what are these like IV looking ass, you know, puncture rooms? In the back of Biden's hand. Kind of weird. I don't know. It's weird. You know, just kind of strange that our president just kind of like seems like he doesn't ever know where he's at. And it's constantly showing dementia-like symptoms. And he now has IV-looking puncture wounds on the back of his hand. But whatever. That's none of our business. We shouldn't be worried about, uh, you know, the state of our leadership at all. Now, let's go ahead and take a peek at the candidates for the midterms and why the media is having to run such intense damage control. Michael Knowles beautifully says they don't accept the results when we win because they don't consider us legitimate participants in our democracy. We don't accept the results when they win because they rig elections and brag about it. So here we are. So YouTube, this is not my opinion. This is what Michael Knowles is writing. And I just thought that it was an interesting take and uh, we should be able to listen to all sides here. So. I really liked that that very interesting, uh, I guess, uh, you know, comparison that Michael Knowles made as uh, in regards to the differences in why one side will accept or deny an election versus why another side will accept or deny an election. Now, it will be interesting to see what happens ahead of the midterms. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that front because I would like this video to stay up because I just want to inform you guys on things. I'll go on my Rumble channel and give you the real opinions or on my subscribe star later. Um, but one of the reasons why there is such a big red wave, uh, let's start off in New York, right? You had Kathy Hochul, who is the governor there, basically laughing off crime, saying she doesn't understand why her opponent, Lee Zeldin, is even focused in on it. Uh, this story broke. Absolutely horrifying. Where's the outrage? Homeless man with 25 prior arrests is perp walked after raping jogger 43 in Manhattan's West Village as New York governor and mayor both remain silent on the horrific crime. So in New York City, you have criminals with 25 prior arrests out on the streets raping women. I believe this man also had a, a previous history of attacking and trying to rape women. So, uh, you know, he's just let out because progressive policy. Uh, grieving Buffalo mother blames Kathy Hochul's no cash bail for daughter's uh, murder. 
The mother of a 30-year-old Buffalo woman who was killed by her estranged husband told the Post that Governor Kathy Hochul was just as responsible for the brutal slaying as the man who pulled the trigger. Uh, So she basically goes on to say that Hochul's support for New York's no-cash bail law has directly led to her daughter's barbaric death. It keeps going. Exhausted by an endless tide of shoplifting, Democrat Latino supermarket owners reveal why they support Lee Zeldin. Until this year, Carlos Colado would never have put political campaign signs in the window of the supermarket he runs in the Bronx and Harlem, but all that changed when the state's controversial bail reform initiatives threatened to derail his business. Now there are signs in Spanish supporting Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate for governor, and the windows of four of his six six establishments. Colado, who describes himself as a lifelong supporter of the Democrats, said he changed his allegiance following a rash of shoplifting and sometimes violent encounters at his store. And what I will say to this, too, is remember the interview that I had with the lifelong Democrat in the Bronx. Okay, I've spoken to these people myself who say I have voted Democrat my entire life. I will be voting Republican for the first time because of how horrific my city has become. When I was in Philadelphia on Kensington Avenue, uh, arguably one of the most dangerous streets I have ever reported on. I've been to San Francisco, Skid Row, Portland, the Bronx, uh, you know, all over New York City, Kensington Avenue, absolutely terrifying. That's in Philadelphia. I can't remember if I said that or not 20 seconds ago. If I did, I apologize. Just trying to lay out the, um, you know, the environment for you. But even in this extremely dangerous area, I saw a Dr. Oz sign. They had a Dr. Oz sign in their window because that's how horrible things are going in these cities. Finding tweets like this quite a bit. Living in San Francisco for six years turned me from a liberal atheist to a God-fearing conservative. I feel as if I have lived in Hades. I have heard this more times than one from the New York Post. This election day, make every Democrat who harmed our kids' education pay. We have a lot of angry parents nationwide who are very upset with how their education for their children is being handled now, how it was handled during COVID, how they are disregarded as parents who are genuinely concerned about what their children are being taught. Remember that we had our DOJ labeling parents as domestic terrorists for going to school boards and having their voices heard. This is why there is so much popularity on the right wing right now, because you have people like Blake Masters immediately declaring opposition to child sex change operations, daring his Democrat opponents to do the same. I do believe that Blake Masters right now is trailing uh, behind his uh, opponent a little bit right now in the polls, but uh, Carrie Lake still going very strong. And uh, oftentimes what voters will do, just being honest with you, is they'll vote either all red or all blue down the ticket. So here's hoping that uh, people who are going to be voting for Carrie Lake and Carrie Lake's popularity can also bolster other candidates like Blake Masters. I think Masters is very strong uh, on his own as well, but there you guys go. Just a quick update on that. Uh, you also have a Brian Kemp and Herschel Walker holding leads in major Georgia midterm races um, ahead of tomorrow. Per the Washington Post, you have Rand Paul, a fierce critic of the U.S. pandemic response in line to chair the Senate Health Panel at the GOP wins control, just trying to rapid fire off how we're doing in the polls and also the change that is set to come if Republicans do take back the House and Senate here. Okay, this is why people are sweating. This is why you had the Atlantic putting out a piece that said it's time to call for pandemic amnesty. No, no, no. At the end of the show here, the way I'm ending today's show is with a stark reminder as to what we were all put through for the past two, almost three years at this point, because the unvaccinated are still being discriminated against to this day. I'm going to do a reminder of what we were all put through, of why it's important that Rand Paul uh, gets on that Senate health panel so Dr. Fauci is held accountable for his crimes against humanity, to be quite honest with you. This is why the media is freaking out. This is why Democrats are freaking out, because there will be investigations. People will hopefully be held accountable. Republicans do this fun thing uh, when they take power. They decide to be very soft on um, a lot of the issues that we put them in power to fix. So here is genuinely hoping that change is enacted. Rand Paul has been a very fierce critic of, again, U.S. pandemic response. He's been very vocal. He's been very uh, at the forefront with this. He's been hounding Fauci since day one. So uh, that's an incredible thing that could be happening. You also have Republicans campaigning um, against Joe Biden's discrimination of white people in this country. Discrimination is wrong no matter who it's against. Uh, And white people are very discriminated against in this country. Uh, This ad going viral. And One of the reasons it went viral, too, is because we are such a racist country that calling out racism against a certain, you know, race of people is now deemed 
a radical thing. Watch the, watch this clip. When did racism against white people become okay? Joe Biden put white people last in line for COVID relief funds. Kamala Harris said disaster aid should go to non-white citizens first. Liberal politicians block access to medicine based on skin color. Progressive corporations, airlines, universities, all openly discriminate against white Americans. Racism is always wrong. The left's anti-white bigotry must stop. We are all entitled to equal treatment under law. America First Legal paid for this ad. So that is actually a very big issue. And it's funny that they talk about um, white Americans being denied medical services uh, for their skin color. That actually is in reference to my friend Harrison Smith, who was denied monoclonal antibodies here in Austin, Texas, when he got COVID because he was white. The nurse literally told him, uh, yeah, we only reserve these treatments for the black or Hispanic communities because they're most at risk. So sorry, we're not going to give you this treatment. So good job to the Democrats. And I always say that congratulations to Joe Biden on being one of the strongest campaigners for the Republican Party um, via destroying our entire country. We also have uh, Democrats like AOC who have done such a horrific job that lifelong Democrats are also denouncing her as well. This comes from Fox News. Lifelong Democrat clergy leader denounces AOC, urges Hispanics to support her opponent. We are fed up. A former New York City council member and state senator has joined the list of lifelong Democrats turning their backs on Representative AOC and Governor Kathy Hochul and throwing their support behind New York Republicans. From the Daily Caller, you're a liar. Audience boos Tim Ryan for claiming January 6 rioters killed a police officer. Uh, now, Tim Ryan is the Democratic Ohio Senate candidate. Remember that he is running against J.D. Vance, who absolutely annihilated him in their debate because, uh, you know, Ryan tried to bring up like abortion laws and basically say that Vance was uh, this extremist because he didn't want abortion in the state of Ohio, blah, blah, blah. He wanted um you know, some type of restraints on that. And then J.D. Vance immediately was like, hold up, my dude. Um, the young girl that you're referring to was raped by an illegal immigrant. So maybe we should secure our borders and stop allowing criminals to run rampant. Uh, so now the audience booing Tim Ryan for more lies. Uh, Democrats just really not having a good time out in these streets. From Fox News, okay, this is how you know things are bad, when the Washington Post is calling for Biden and Harris to drop out of the 2024 race, unfitness has been demonstrated. Washington Washington Post columnist George will vote. Washington Post columnist George Will voted for Biden in 2020. Sorry, that was a weird sentence. My brain did not compute. Uh, I guess I do need Joy Reid to tell me how to think. Just kidding. So, uh, yeah, you even have Washington Post columnists who voted for Biden calling for him and Harris to step down because of how horrific their leadership has been. Uh, Stacey Abrams, Beto O'Rourke dubbed superstar losers by The Atlantic, the same publication who is now calling for a pandemic amnesty. So when even the major players in the media are turning their backs on the Democratic darlings like Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams, who was supposed to be the governor of Georgia, but of course had the election stolen from her. <sighs> when even those people are uh, getting their, uh, yeah, getting just completely annihilated by the media, that's how you know there's a problem, okay? It keeps getting better. It keeps getting better for the Republicans, at least. If you're a Democrat watching this, RIP to you and your party. Um, uh, all I'd have to say is when Republicans take back uh, the House, the Senate, take back power, uh, you're welcome for the a good economy that will hopefully ensue after. Um, from the Daily Caller, smug late night host forced to eat crow over Tudor Dixon's story. So this is Stephen Colbert. And uh, he basically was mocking Tudor Dixon, who is running against Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. Because Tudor Dixon was calling out the pornographic books that children are being taught in schools. Uh, Stephen Colbert, of course, just like all these leftist comedians like to do, disregarded it and said that it was a made up story. And then th this is the best part of this is that uh, the man, 41 year old Khalil Othman, revealed his identity to the D Detroit Pre Free Press and confirmed Tudor Dixon's story. He told the outlet he would switch to the Republican Party after being a loyal Democrat since immigrating to the U.S. from Yemen. And it's because uh, basically Colbert claimed that he didn't exist, right? Colbert was like, okay, fine, I'm sure that happened, and basically did air quotes regarding Tudor Dixon's story. And then the guy who 
Tudor Dixon was referring to came forward and was like, yeah, I exist. I'm here, Stephen Colbert. I don't appreciate you disregarding me. And now I'm going to be voting Republican. So big shout out to Stephen Colbert for uh, gaining us another Republican vote. Good job, dude. Uh, also, remember Katie Hobbs, her um, campaign office was broken into and then she immediately tried to blame Carrie Lake for it. Yeah, revealed suspect who raided Democrat Katie Hobbs headquarters is an illegal Portuguese migrant who is on the run after being released on bail. Arizona candidate initially blamed Republican rival Carrie Lake. Wow. Wow. So that's probably why we need Carrie Lake in office so we can secure our borders so illegal immigrants aren't breaking into Katie Hobbs office. By the way, Democrats love to do this thing where they paint themselves as the victims when in reality it's um Carrie Lake who is getting threatening letters with a suspicious white powder, which a lot of times people get concerned is anthrax, which will kill you if you breathe it in. Um, people are sending these terroristic letters to Carrie Lake's office. The FBA, FBI had to investigate it, uh, shut her office down. So the people who are genuinely being targeted, harassed and attacked, um, not Democrats, it's Republicans like Carrie Lake or uh, this from the Daily Mail, midterms horror as Republican candidates' daughters, three and five are almost killed after gunman opens fire at North Carolina home where Democrat rival filmed campaign ad with a bullet landing close to where they slept. The shooting transpired on October 18th in Hickory at a home belonging to Republican Pat Herring. Harrigan's parents as he fights for an open seat in the famously liberal 14th congressional district in a contentious race. So there you go. There's the reality, okay, of which party really is the party of violence, which party is genuinely being targeted for trying to make this country a better place. And uh, guess what? It's not the Republicans. The America First Republicans genuinely are campaigning to make America safer for everyone. Meanwhile, you have Democrats like Ilhan Omar dropping thousands of dollars on security following her calls to dismantle the police. Uh, Ilhan Omar recently spent over $27,000 on security services between July and September. Um, but she wants to defund the police for you, but she wants you to be unsafe, but she wants criminals running, uh, you know, loose on the streets of America, attacking you while you're unarmed. And that's the reality of the Democratic Party and everybody sees it. Let's take a peek too at our brilliant VP and um, maybe why this Washington Post columnist is calling for her and Biden to step down ahead of 2024. Let's listen um, to some of the intellectual insight from Kamala Harris. I love Venn diagrams. <laughs> I really do. I love Venn diagrams. It's just something about those three circles and the analysis about where there is the intersection, right? Yeah, I see people, that, you agree with me, right? So, okay, so I asked my team, I, I brought props. I brought props. I love Venn diagrams. Venn diagrams are the diagrams of the circle. And the circles show you like the diagram. And I'm the vice president. Thank you. That's our vice president. That's our leadership. We're a freaking joke. We're an international laughingstock, except for real, not like, you know, how the left portrayed us to be under Donald Trump. No, uh, that's the person who would take over as president if Joe Biden keeled over and went to sleep. We, we see that he very often, um, uh, you know, is prone to just falling over, losing track of what's going on not understanding basic conversations. When asked about his focus, he responds in the most unfocused way possible. That's our leadership. Oh, and by the way, too, um, just wanted to give you guys a quick insight as well. Um, alongside those rising crime rates, our border is still wide open. I was actually walking, watching a, a Tucker Tucker. I've been talking for 47 minutes straight here, so I'm mumbling and bumbling over my words a little bit. I was watching a Tucker Carlson documentary about our open borders, about how MS-13 is like, yeah, we know the border's open and we're headed that way. If you guys aren't familiar with that gang, they are the most violent people. Um, they're from El Salvador. They're terrifying. They will freaking bludgeon a three-year-old to death. Heartbreaking stuff. Uh, Donald Trump, remember during his presidency, called them animals. And then the media was like, Donald Trump is calling um, all Mexicans violent animals. And it's like, no, he was calling MS-13, who brutally decapitates people, uh, animals, which, yes, they are. By the way, this is our southern border uh, under Joe Biden. So what you're seeing here is in El Paso, 
You have foreign invaders waving the flag of the country that they're fleeing. I believe that's Venezuela uh, trying to charge Border Patrol. They're trying to like stab them with this gigantic flag. Border Patrol having to... Um, shoot them with pepper balls to push them back. This is the border under Joe Biden. You have foreign military-aged men waving the flag of their country as they try to invade. By the way, one of these men threw a rock at Border Patrol, hurting one of our Border Patrol members. You think Joe Biden cares about that? You think Kamala Harris cares about that? You think the Democratic mayor of El Paso cares about that? I don't know. Uh, here's from Bill Malusian as well. Um, this is from their thermal drone team who witnessed several hundred migrants crossing illegally into Normandy, Texas before sunrise. Uh, per Custom and Border Patrol, uh, the Del Rio sector has had already over 46,000 illegal crossings since October 1st, including 1,700 in the last 24 hours. He put this video out four days ago, but another look at our southern border under Joe Biden. So why is it that the Republican Party is gaining so much traction? Because our border is not secure. Our economy is not secure. Our media is lying to us. We truly have the government here trying to uh, make a disinformation governance board and silence information that criticizes them and makes them look bad. And let's not forget as well, their response to COVID-19. This too has been a very big reason as to why people do not want Democrats in power. Going back to what I was talking about from the Atlantic, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we didn't said when we were in the dark about COVID. I don't think so, Atlantic. Lauren Chen comments on this and says, you encourage family members to pressure each other and for the unvaxxed to lose their job. No forgiveness from me. Yes, remember how family members were uninvited from Christmas and Thanksgiving dinner because they were not vaccinated. Uh, remember how, hold, hold, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, running against Tudor Dixon, by the way, banned people from buying seeds during the pandemic. Uh, remember how, the CDC director came forward and said that the COVID vaccine stopped the spread and transmission of the virus. Uh, Mia, who is a singer who has been, or MIA, I guess, I don't know how you would say her name properly, but she's been very outspoken against the CDC. Uh, she says, you vaccinated my child without my consent, made children criminals for turning up to school unless they took it, gaslighted healthy people into thinking they are weak, put me on the front page of the newspapers ridiculing me, made me feel like a uh, I was a murderer for believing that I was healthy. Do not forget what these people did. Do not forget at all that they removed unvaccinated people from organ transplant waiting lists. Do not forget that they put children outside in, in the cold in face masks because they said it was too dangerous for them to eat inside. Remember that they had children playing their freaking instruments in these pods. It was absolutely ridiculous. Remember they had the school dances where the kids were linking arms back to back and they couldn't even face each other. Remember all of the children who are suffering now from speech impediments because of the government lockdowns, not because of COVID, because how the government responded to this. Do not forget what Democrats did to us over these past few years. Do not allow them to declare a pandemic amnesty. No, we want justice and we will not forget what you did. I forgot which comedian I was listening to. I saw this clip on Instagram and it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, but he ma basically makes the analogy and he's like, yeah, so you guys asking for amnesty is basically like all, all of us being on an island, right? And then one half of the island trying to eat us, going cannibalistic. And then when the rescue boat came in, we're all sitting on the boat together and and you guys are just like, yeah, it was fine. Let's just pretend that didn't happen. A and we're like, no, you guys tried to eat us. You guys literally tried to kill us. Like, no, we're not going to forget. Thanks. I I want to find that clip for you guys because it was absolutely hilarious. Um, uh, but again, too, it's hilarious because these same liberals, these same leftists and these same Democrats who were campaigning to destroy our lives, campaigning for us to get fired because we weren't vaccinated, uh, campaigning genuinely for the government to come in and force vaccinate us, make us lose our jobs or straight up jail us. OK, don't forget the tweets where it was like, yeah, the unvaccinated should be put in jail because they are a risk and they're putting everybody else at risk. Do not forget that that happened. And don't forget that it's the same exact people uh, that are losing their jobs from Twitter that are now crying and saying, oh, it's just so heartbreaking losing your job is one of the most emotionally traumatic experiences a person can go through now elon musk is cleaning house at twitter 
uh, because Jack Dorsey came out and he was like, look, we were overstaffed to begin with. And Elon Musk is coming in and he is trying to, you know, basically restructure the entire company. Uh, he got rid of the rest days for Twitter employees, aka he's actually making grown adults work for a living. Um, and then the Washington Post put this out because a lot of those layoffs happened this past Friday. Losing a job is one of the most emotionally dramatic experiences a person can go through, experts say. The tweets by Twitter employees who had just gotten their pink slip were tinged with sadness, gratitude, and pride with the hashtag, love where you worked. So I read this and I was like, first off, y'all did not give a damn about people losing their jobs because of government lockdowns, because of vaccine mandates. Y'all didn't care about um, journalists like myself who were financially and career-wise impacted after being deleted off of Twitter. You guys applauded that type of stuff. So to all the Twitter employees that are currently crying right now because you lost your job, you were complicit in censoring and silencing Americans. You were complicit in destroying people's careers. You were complicit in helping the government silence us. So have fun on your, and again too, for, for those of you who say, yo, Sav, don't be mean to these sad people who lost their jobs. Elon Musk um, gave them way more severance than they deserved. So he gave them way more severance than they, uh, I guess, like in company policy was even in the policy and even more that, than was in like the state policy. I can't remember the exact thing, but basically Elon Musk took care of the people that he fired. And of course, they still have the Washington Post kind of trying to come forward and paint them out to be the victims. But no, you get zero sympathy from me. By the way, um, can confirm that um, Twitter employees were selling a verification for upwards of $15,000 for certain accounts. Mine included. This comes from the Wall Street Bets chairman. Uh, he said they would refuse to verify you through the standard application and then privately offer to verify you for money behind the scenes. Investigation is needed. To which Elon Musk responded, yeah. And then you have another uh, person here on Twitter saying, I can confirm this. I was offered verification in June of 2015 as I was an author and a speaker. The price I was told was $13,000. Obviously, I couldn't afford it and continued on. Elon bought a crime scene and now people are finding out just how bad it was. So that is why the left is sweating right now, because they're being exposed on Twitter. They're being exposed in the media. They're being exposed in regards to the economy. They're being exposed in regards to their leadership, the crime rates, the border, all of it, all at once. The people are pissed off. I know I've been on the streets of America talking to each and every single one of you that I can get my hands on because I want to know what's going on. When I was in Philly, again, a very blue area. Almost every single one of my Uber drivers and all of the people that I talked to in the streets were like, yeah, I'm voting for Dr. Oz. I'm voting blue because or voting red. I'm not voting blue anymore because of how horrific our city is. Please go watch my video on the free needle exchange over there because, again, it's genuinely horrific. There's this program called Prevention Point, and they're funded with government contracts. That's the majority of their funding, a.k.a. taxpayer dollars, right? They're giving free needles to the drug addicts on the streets. I went and I talked to the drug addicts because, again, I talk to every American. I don't discriminate. You're doing crack on the side of the street. I I'll still talk to you. They were literally like, yeah, we go and get clean needles and then we resell them for money so we can buy more drugs. That's what's happening in the city of Philadelphia. Go watch my latest report. Go see the feces and trash-filled streets to see what America could turn into if you do not go vote tomorrow, if you do not not go vote for the correct leader uh, for your state for your city, for your country. Go out and vote. By the way, uh, it is being rumored that Trump wants to announce he is running for president. Uh, that announcement could come as soon as today, as soon as this week. So keep your eye out on that. He's already making digs at Ron DeSantis. Um, many people thinking that is going to be his opponent ahead of 2024. So um, we will see what happens. And um, final thing I'm going to leave you on in California, they are going to be voting if 16-year-olds should be allowed to vote, to which I would respond, this is a horrific policy. Um, this is in Culver City, California. Honestly, I think that we should up the voting age to 25, to be quite honest with you, because the average American, the average young adult is still living with their parents. They're not paying bills. They have no idea how taxes work. They think that socialism and communism is good. That's why we've gotten to where we've gotten to today because we have an entire generation of subservient, complacent, lazy individuals who cannot think for themselves, who don't want to think for themselves. And I was thinking about this the other day too. And I was like, 
this is why people want to be liberals because it's really difficult to have to sit here and put time and effort into researching candidates, into researching policy. It's much easier to get your talking points from the media to just regurgitate already researched points. If you actually think about it, um, many political pundits have researchers, okay? Uh, if you look at you know some of the biggest names in media, they have people, they have an entire research team behind them because when it comes to all of these different topics, whether it's, uh, you know, again, climate change, inflation, the economy, abortion. Uh, there's so many different things you have to be fluent on. And so these people have researchers behind them helping them formulate a lot of these thoughts and opinions. I don't. I would love to have one. I really do research all of these things on my own, which is why, again, I think the show is okay and why I really do give you guys access to all that research as well, because it does take hours to do so. But it is much easier, yes, to get those talking points from someone else than have to sit down and research all of this because it takes time. It's ta it takes effort. But again, please be the, the top 1% of society. Do not be lazy. Do not be complacent. Do not let somebody else think for you. Don't even let me think for you. Look at every single link that I put down below for you guys. Maybe formulate your own opinion. Maybe you don't agree with me. Good. I don't want you to. I want you to come up with your own thoughts, your own opinions. I don't want you to agree with me. I want you to go to the polls. I want you to make an informed vote. Do your part in society and make sure we take this country back. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Rapid Fire. Again, big shout out to our sponsor, Old Country Soap. Use coupon code SAB for 20% off. That is oldcountrysoap.com. Ahead of Christmas, get your family members a present that they will absolutely love. And if you want skin like SABs, you gotta, uh, you know, use the best product that money can buy. And that's Old Country Soap, oldcountrysoap.com. Coupon code SAB. Also check out my subscribe star where I will be posting all of the research links for this show, all the videos, all the articles, all of the tweets, everything. The link will be down below in a minute. And uh, finally, if you do like the show, you can find it on podcast, anywhere podcasts or stream, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow in the charts. And finally, go follow me on Rumble, please, because YouTube is censoring me. They are targeting us. We are about to hit 100K here. I genuinely did not think my YouTube channel would last this long, and I'm very grateful and proud of what we have built here. But please go follow me on Rumble because YouTube is looking for any and every excuse to take us down. So link is down below. Go check out my website as well, safsisofficial.com. Okay, I'm done trying to uh, direct you to 58 million places. I'm out for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you guys after the midterms.